Do you want to do the intro? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today, me and Mark are talking to Gail Anderson. On the show, we <laughs> talk to Gail about social media and uh, have a big realisation around young designers and social media and why I've gotten off social media a little bit more recently. Uh, and yeah, it's a big epiphany in this episode, but just a really impactful one about um, the basics of, of being a young designer and uh, how to enter the design career um, with a good head start. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I hope you find it useful. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. You know, I think I saw your talk at Creative South in 2018. Oh, uh, I had such a, a good time there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was the first I rented a car and I was driving around and yeah. <laughs> yep. That was like uh, my third trip to the South that, that year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> I the third and trip, now this yeah. year I will go nowhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. None of us will. None of us will. Yeah. Crazy South is amazing, though. Um, Just the the lovely weather and that time of year and and the friendliness of the whole conference is fantastic. Um, And and it's great to to hear you speak and hear so many amazing people speak. Uh, So I'm very lucky to have have gone over there. But um, but yeah, so that's how I found out about you. Um, And then since doing most of all research, and me and Millie have been doing a bit of research around... Uh, around what you've done and, and um, who you've been mentored by and uh, yeah and what you do now and all sorts of stuff and it's been it's been amazing it's been amazing to learn your story um, and we'll talk about I've been mentored by some pretty fancy people yeah and some pretty wonderful people so I've been extremely lucky <laughs> now the phone's ringing uh... that happens here all the time sorry yeah, it's fine what are you doing can you just Tell, yeah, tell them I can't talk or just hang up. If you need to get it, you can get it. No, no, it's <laughs> the phone. Up, I'm up in Woodstock, New York, and the calls that come are frequently um, uh, to support like Police Athletic League or like all these organizations. Okay. Um, they're like, hey, we got you. We got you on the phone. Hey, like, who is this? Who is this? <laughs> uh, so they're, they're typically just spam calls. Um, so. Oh, we get a lot of those. Yeah, yeah we get. Um, what do we get over here? We get uh, PPE calls and um, insurance people, and yeah, you've had an accident that you may not be aware of. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I would know if I'd had an accident. Yeah. Yes, yes, because I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, I don't know. But, and it's um, funny, you know, I I use the house phone so seldom that. Uh, you know, I kind of looked at it and like, oh, well, the phone, the regular phone, because um, you're just so used to your cell phone. Yeah. So you probably don't even know what I'm talking about having a, a landline <laughs> at this point. Oh, so. we have a landline. There's marks okay. in the background. You can see it. You can see it. Goes it. Off, okay. Goes off quite a lot on the podcast as well. Okay. So. <laughs> sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. Um, this is part of it. This is part of the podcast. It's a lot of the chit chat and just the waffling. That's why it's called. So in the UK, uh, waffling is also like rambling on and talking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we do. Um, yeah. Lots of chatting, lots of talking. <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, so very fancy. Paul Cher, Fred Woodward, um, just really incredible people who've meant the world to me and who I've learned so much from. And uh, Richard Wilde, who I'm uh, took over as chair at um, uh, at SBA for BFA Design and BFA Advertising, 
is a mentor who, you know, from when I'm 19 to, to now. Um, so it's all about finding people to sort of shepherd you along the way and um, who will help you and take care of you and correct you when you're wrong and put you on the right path and all that. And so I, I started teaching because I instantly felt like I owed that. Um, yeah. I owed that to, to young designers to do the same for them. So. That's, uh, and now I sound like a really good person. <laughs> <laughs> that was not what I was going for. So. No, that's uh, good. Uh, I think it's, it's really important for young, for young designers just breaking into the industry to have someone like that to look up to and to learn from and to, to be sort of pushed down the right path and told when they're making mistakes or also given, given the uh, reassurance that they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, somebody yeah. to, cause, you know, okay. yeah, it's someone who's going to help you um, sort of refine your, your skills and teach you how to commission illustration and photography and, um, all that other stuff that, that isn't really part of school. Um, so it's in, in a first job and first and second job uh, to find people you can, who will take the time to teach you um, and who you will in turn um, uh, be really helpful to and do anything for. Because um, that's really important. It's not just about what they can give you as a young person, oh, exactly. what you can give back to, to them and to the organization and whatever. So. Yeah, of course, it's a two-way relationship, isn't it? So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in the best of circumstances, yes. <laughs> but um, sitting, sitting next to someone I found really useful at Design Studio as a first job, especially, uh, just being next to a, a senior designer and being next to a middleweight designer or someone a bit senior than you that can just say, oh, here's how to do the hierarchy on this post, or here's how to do the shortcut on Illustrator. That's been the, I guess, the biggest learning curve whilst at this new job is is having someone. Well, not right now, but having someone normally that <laughs> oh, um, box. is next yeah. to you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love, I love, I love doing that and having someone critique my work. That's, but that's the other thing. You've got to have thick skin in this game. I think. I think. Oh my goodness! I've, I've learned that a lot very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to be critiqued is, is a skill in itself, like to, to be able to take critique. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I learned to do that through teaching. Um, when I first started teaching at SBA a million years ago in the evening, and I, I would say something and someone would ask me why. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I have to explain this to you. And that was really hard to learn how to, um, how to give a useful critique and, and a, a a gentle one uh, as needed um, or a firm one as needed, but, but something that actually pushes you in the right direction um, and isn't just criticism. So, um, so yeah, that, that was a, a skill that teaching, uh, teaching taught me. So, um, and, and this, this, the stuff that you also learn um, starting out and that you bring to an office, uh, the people forget about, you know, uh, for someone your ages to get to work on time, you know, yeah. to really uh, put the phone down and don't text too much, uh, to be the person who's there saying, you know, do you need anything before I go? Or what can I, what can I do to help you? That stuff, it blows our mind 
one young designer say stuff like that because it just doesn't happen anymore. And so when you say, what can I do to help you? You're like, excuse me, what? Like, oh, yeah. oh thank you. So, you know, all of those, those soft skills, um, all the stuff that your parents taught you, like now's the time to put it in action. You know, I, I can't stress that enough of, if I'm here at my ripe old age and you're like, all right, I gotta go now. I'll say, what? You're going and I'm sitting here? Like, you know, could you at least offer to see if I, you can help me? So yeah, push the soft skills, kids. Why do you think that's gone? No, that's, no, no, you didn't. I interrupted you. But why, why do you think that's gone? Um, what do you think the, the soft skills or the, the um, what's the word? I know, yeah. manners. Manners, <laughs> that's the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> what I was thinking of. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. Why is it gone? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I want to, of course, parents are still teaching that. They've got to. I think that, you know, I don't know. I don't know if, if you guys because of the culture you've grown up in and everything's so immediate and there's such instant satisfaction for everything. Yeah. And if you want it, you can order. If you want to watch it on TV, you can turn it on. There's no, there's no delay. There's no waiting. There's, so you're really impatient and you're like mm. ready to move up the ladder. And you know, you've come out of school and you're here and you're in charge. And where we were sort of like, <laughs> oh my God, what can I do? <laughs> so, you know, different time, I guess. I completely agree. I think it's got a lot to do with the culture that we that people grow up in nowadays with that when you want something you get it straight away. There is mm. there's there's no sort of having to wait or earn something as much like it's just there. Yeah. I mean there's no waiting for the next episode of a TV show. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. It's a big thing. Anything yeah. you want, you can just um my friend Sapong is staying with me and he's was former student and much younger and he consumes information so differently you know i sit through a tv show maybe i record something and watch it but i sit through it and he has like a zillion little youtube clips and consumes information like i'm going to watch this little moment of the show because that's a good moment and then that little moment and that little moment and it's it's so remarkably different to me again that you want it you got it where i'm like I'll just sit through, through these commercials, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's, it's so in, it's so media. It's crazy. It's, I think yeah. that's um, I think that's also made us lose a bit of respect for people that were sitting next to as well. Like, like you say, I think I'm a very impatient person, and I'm trying to kick it out of myself and you know, become a bit jealous of other people and. Um, obviously, social media doesn't help that when you're looking at other people's work all the time. And, and I can't even imagine for yeah. you guys what that's like, because if that would have just, uh, I would have just crawled under a rock at, at your age, because to, to have to look at everybody's big success stories and all of their followers and here's the new job I got and the big project. And like, if, you, if you're not a secure, self-assured you know, if you're inclined to any bit of anxiety or depression or anything, I don't know how that doesn't just like blow you away to, to have to, to constantly be celebrating other people's victories. And you're like, why didn't I get that? Or nobody yeah. ever calls me to do that. And how come I don't have 8 million followers or whatever? I, I totally feel for you being in, in the generation you're in. And this is a conversation 
this is a conversation that me and Mark and a lot of our friends have had recently about social media and obviously Mark saying before the show that he's come off of social media recently and then there's always that other side of it that if you did take a step away you're forfeiting that platform that everybody else has got so if I was to say stop posting on social media and not put my designs up there then I'm at a massive disadvantage so you've got no choice but to be there the so what I look at it right now is um is that there's levels to to the design game and design ladder, and I've I've said that our, our own careers are, our, our, and we're working up our own ladders, and other people are on their own ladders and on their own paths, and we shouldn't be worrying about what, what ladders and paths they're on. But I've been currently thinking about it. I think for me, a feeling right now is that the people who aren't posting the design work on social media, who aren't really in the community, that is where the special design work is happening at the majority of the time. The people that are quiet and aren't on there are the ones that are working. And everyone that's posting logos and their latest stuff they're working on and a part of the community like I've been for the last three years and I've really tried to be a part of that design community going to these design conferences in America spending thousands of pounds on tra- flights and trying to get to across the country to meet friends it it feels to me like the ones that are really doing it and really progressing their lives and the design careers aren't the ones that are on social media like Paul O'Shea and like yourself like the their careers are built on the back of reputation and working for different companies and, and being in the industry. It's almost like a deep industry and there's like a like the community and then there's an industry and then you're actually in the industry. I'm huh. trying to work it out in my head. That's, I love that. I'm going to steal that. That's great. Yeah, because they're two a really different good way of looking at it in ways. Yeah, and they overlap, definitely. But This is um, this has been three years of working this out and it's it's made my brain go crazy um but i think i'm finally realizing it uh once once you get a real job and um start being in the industry i think it's uh and and th- realizing that other people's work doesn't matter and doesn't shouldn't affect your design work um and we shouldn't be looking at other people's design work all the time and I, I said i wrote a note before like about inspiration to talk to you about it and um how how you got inspiration outside of not looking at other people's work and um how pinterest I is really the enemy don't. not not very much. I the bit of of stuff that I look at on Facebook or Instagram is just completely silly stuff, yeah. and including. And this sounds so stupid right now. Like I'm watching all these dumb little animal videos, because <laughs> and and pictures and stuff. Because I'm just like, oh, I need these little happy moments, and it's yeah. not going to come from looking at somebody's typography or or someone's poster or you know other than the stuff that I do. For school for my job beyond that like I need a break from that and yeah. I need these little moments of joy and so for social media I can't it's too much pressure it's work if I'm scrolling through graphic design all the time so I literally look at cat videos so <laughs> I'm like oh <laughs> that cat's so funny that puppy's so funny that's what it's come to so and right now because it's such an awful time I just need silly stuff to make me happy so, oh yeah, definitely. It's important. Yeah. It's good. It's good to get out of design. It's good, and and you look at these design legends, and once you realise that it's none of them are on social media for inspiration, um, it it actually it actually sort of switch, flips the switch in your brain, and it's made, it's been, it's been a big realisation to me. Realisation. So it's yeah, done a whole one eighty on the whole subject. You also learn that being out in the world is inspiration that uh it's it's not about 
absorbing design. It's about sort of participating in life. And the thing that I forgot when I was your age through my 30s and my 40s was to take a break because I was just so busy and had so many things going on uh, that I didn't take enough breaks. And I didn't, I didn't grow up with, uh, with any uh, money that we took big trips or anything. You know, we got in the car and drove up to Toronto to visit a relative or, you know, we didn't, we didn't do vacations in, in a, you know, let's get on the plane and go to Europe. Since, yeah. um, we did little things. So I, as an adult, it's just like, oh, you know, take a little break here and there, but not, not take a trip just for the travel, just for the sake of traveling. And I didn't do that until maybe a decade ago for the first time, other than to speak at conferences and then tack on a day here and there. And somehow in my head, assume that was a vacation when it's not. Um, but I went to Italy to visit a friend and spent two weeks there. And my mind was blown. It's like, oh, I, this is what a vacation is. And you unplug and you see beautiful things. And, you know, you come back inspired and you are relaxed and happy. It was like, how come nobody told me about this before? And so, you know, you're working, you're in school. When you start putting your pens aside and every couple of years, like treat yourself to a trip, you know, it seemed to me so indulgent and, you know, I don't have time for that. And I'm not that person, but it's like, this is a good thing. And there's a reason why people take time off. So, you know, so make sure that you do that, you know, that you're working really hard and blah, 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 but that you're also separating every now and then. And it's next to impossible because your phone's always there and you're always going to check something. Um, but just go to a place that doesn't let you plug in that easily, you know, or where it costs you too much to be, <laughs> to be you're like, okay, I'm out for five minutes and that's it. But well, even then people are, even then people are posting on Instagram, people trying to tell other people where they are and trying to make other people jealous of it. Why? I just don't get it anymore. Yeah, it's, so again, I, I absolutely feel for you because this is, this is, yeah, this is what, this is what you have to navigate as young adults and, and it's a lot of pressure. So. In a way, I think social media has helped me massively in my design career and it's helped me talk to people on the podcast and communicate with people. But in another way, it's it's a very very poor communicating tool. So tweets tweets are awful communication. They, it's the worst. No, yeah, I mean Trump's like, like he's doing I know, right and especially since then. Oh my goodness, no, no tweets, no tweets. Yeah. But what what we got how what we have now is this crazy world of Zoom from these last few months that you realize right. that you can, you know, you have access to people around the world um to reach them easily to to continue what you're doing and um to see them while you're recording and um yeah this this is an interesting time in terms of activism uh like the world is taking this huge shift that it will be really important for your generation to just grab onto you know there was a Dave Chappelle special recently, and he was sort of saying, like, you guys got this. I'm sitting in the back seat now, and you're driving. And that's how I feel, too, you know, that whatever I've done through up to my 50s um, has helped others get 
someplace. And now I'm going to sit in the back seat a little bit. I'm still here, but now it's you're driving and you let me know, you know, because you're young and, you know, tell me what to do. And I'll still be doing it anyway, but I want to take your prompts because, because this is yours now, you know, and that's, it's like a horrible way that it's all happened between um, the, the racial unrest and the pandemic and everything else that, and Trump and every other leader right now, but it's, you know, the lemonade from lemons part is it's such an opportunity for you guys. So to take the lead um, and to be really informed and not about, you know, the designy stuff, but about the other stuff and then wrap design around it, but design for social good and, you know, a different kind of design from a different point of view. So. Yeah, definitely. It's such an opportunity for change at the moment. And the fact that a lot of people do have a lot more time as well, gives you such a, a great opportunity to learn and become so much more informed about all of these things. And then, yeah, as you say, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, as you say. <laughs> you look fucked up. Yeah, I'm losing this my voice in. But yeah. Not good but, for your profession <laughs> there. <laughs> no, tell me about it. Yeah, but as you say, you can then take the design, the thing that you're good at, whether it's design, whether it's um, advertising, whether it's whatever it is, whatever industry you're in, you then take that and use that to facilitate that change. I think it's very important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys have, you know, to use the cliche and seat at the table stuff, but you have a seat at the table as designers in a way that I started to in my generation. And Nepala is certainly a pioneer for me um, that I learned from, who I learned from, because she, she just pulled that chair right up, you know, and just cleared away and I'm here. And that, that paved the way for all of us who were her students in, in the 80s and who are, are, have, have done well since. Um, and so now we paved the way for you and let's see what you do with it. You know, because you've got now this really simple tool of Zoom because before it was like Skype, like, ugh, and you know, all the web what? And like, ah, how do I do this? What? So you just, but now that we can all communicate so quickly and easily, like that's just up the game even more for you to get people together um, around the world quite easily. So, yeah, definitely. Just, it's like opened a lot of doors, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Again, for like all the worst possible reasons that we got here, but we got here. So, yeah, silver lining. So, let's do something <laughs> with it. So, yeah. I hope we take it and use it in the right way. That's for sure. And don't miss out. I think out you on the will. I really do. You know, I, I see that through. Um, young people I'm around and people I've met at, at school and I feel like I feel like your hearts are in the right place and because you're more informed um, and more because work. you have access to news uh, that you're gonna you're gonna do something big yeah. so you know I and hope we'll be I hope here that's... to support you so I hope that is the no case. pressure no <laughs> pressure so <laughs> yeah not so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing I want to mention again about on the um, inspiration front uh, and people getting away from social media and, and not using social media as inspiration. Um, how, how do people do that? Because I, I've tried to understand that, that phrase of getting, don't look at our design work to get inspired. But then I get the, the natural response from young designer would be, 
yeah, well, how, how do I know how to design things then? And then it's like, oh, well, yeah. But I mean, my, my only, my brain goes, has an answer for that, but I want, I want to hear your answer. <laughs> well, if you're looking at this, it's like, don't, it's not to not look at design, but don't just look at each other's design, you know, because you're just going to pick up on whatever the trend is. And there's a whole world of design history that, you know, we try to put under your noses is the, the like, here's the good stuff. Like, look back here. And, uh, like, it's in books. So uh, it's also, you know, online, but it's really in books. What's that? What's a book? Yeah. <laughs> so it's big and it's heavy and I can't pack it and all that stuff. But, yeah, you know, like, look look at art history. Look at design history. Look, like, go back little bit because if you're just looking at each other on Instagram you know you had those couple of years with all the naive type and all the weepy type and just like everybody just sort of does the same thing and then you move on so now everything's simple and it's all Helvetica and it's all is and now it's stretched or so how can you not be influenced by that if, if you just kind exactly. of up, you're surrounded up your by game it. you up her game he ups just so you know and that's what we learned as students from Paula you know, that she, she forced us to look back and our little heads exploded because there was just so much, you know, to, to look at and to steal from, you know, which was like, yay. So, um, yeah, so that would be my response as, as well as the like, get away from design and look at other things and, and create other interests for yourself but, uh, and get out. Get out, get out, get out. So, and that's really what, important. What, what was your solution? That, uh... Yeah. Um, so my, my brain went to something that I figured out a couple of months ago. Um, that I didn't really understand the core principles of design to a, a real sort of knowledgeable extent. Um, I didn't understand. You know, I, I get it. I get what they are. And I, I can do them and put them into practice. But if someone said to me, what are the core principles of design? Name them and explain them. I'd be like, huh. Oh, you got me there. Um, and as a, as a young designer, I'm sure loads of people are going through this. So I, I think if, if you've got the core principles really nailed and really understood, you can look at things outside of design and bring them into that and use those principles to make them make them something, make them pretty. And, yeah. mm-hmm. So that's, that's, what I, that's what I sort of thought about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we, you know, we rush right into the, the fun stuff. Yeah, making, illustrator. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But the, if you have the right, the, the proper foundation there, you'll be fine. You'll be more than fine. So, and for for you guys, you have this whole world of interaction and motion and just and AI and ah, just so much. So, which isn't to say you have to embrace it all or much of it, but embrace some of it because yeah. it's crazy that you aren't you are creating the content not just designing the content or decorating content or you are making the thing and that's unbelievable unbelievable to me so yeah it's a big change big change in the industry especially with with motion design Um, i think more people will gravitate towards motion um I, i need to as well yeah you should you should it's 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 um once it clicks, you're like, oh, okay, I, I get how to do 
do this. But at first it's just like, ah, I don't want to do this. Um, the good thing for you guys also is that there are jobs. Maybe not this minute, but I'm told that there are people still hiring and starting people out, you know, virtually and all that. But even if there aren't jobs right now, there will be, and people are still meeting you because yeah, because they're like, okay, well, we think we should be able to get back up, you know, in the winter or so from what I'm seeing, people are still interested in meeting designers um, because you're, you're fresh and excited and, uh, and you're used to sitting in front of a computer a lot. Uh, <laughs> so there will be jobs and the jobs may be a little bit different at first, but, and as I, get to tell parents now you know when you think your kid wants to go off to art school they're like oh no they'll be at home forever but the jobs that you guys get that i see you guys are doing all that so <laughs> there are some uh, there are some students who graduate into quite lucrative positions and depending on the skill set that you leave with um, for the most part, uh, a graduating designer will, will do okay and won't be at home forever, you know, and you have the potential to do quite well. So, um, so for parents who worry about, you know, my child will be a starving artist, not if they're a designer, designers will do okay. So, so, you know, yeah, hopefully that's encouraging. The importance of designers definitely realised these days. I mean, most companies have a designer or, or at least a designer to a friend that they're going to give work to. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's, a, that's a really important point, actually, what you said about um, parents being terrified of their kids being starving artists. Do you think, <laughs> do, you, do you find that a lot in the industry about this sort of misunderstanding of design still as a career? Because I've definitely faced that going through school. Like, I was always... Like I liked the creative stuff, but I couldn't really paint a face. So everyone was like, well, you can't do art then <laughs> because you're no good. <laughs> but there was never any suggestion of yeah. actually you'd, you'd be all right as a designer. Mm -hmm. I think that you'll is. You'll be just fine. So, <laughs> and you will hire people who will paint the face for you instead. So yeah. <laughs> you will art direct them. So, you know, that said, whatever sort of toolkit you leave with, the more that's in that toolkit, the better for you, because you do have the possibility, if you do have that skill, if you can draw, if you like to draw, that you can incorporate your illustration into your work or, or photography. They're, the roles aren't as clearly defined as they felt like they were years ago. So you're, you're expected to be a Swiss army knife, you know, and it suits you to be as much of a Swiss army knife with as many little blades in there as possible. So, because me as the old person is going to say, don't you know how to do that? Like, oh, oh yeah, you know, you can make that spin, right? And okay. you're like, uh, sure. So, and you know, even if you can't, you're going to figure it out. So, um, yeah, so you want to be somewhere where you're going to be challenged to do stuff that maybe you didn't quite master in school, but you'll pick it up, you know? And yeah. you'll do lynda.com or whatever tutorial and you'll figure it out. So oh, this, this your is young mind is still supple. So yeah. Yeah. We're sponges. Um, no, this is something I wrote We're down. We're sponges. <laughs> uh, the, 
challenging yourself. You've spoken about this in other other podcasts and talks and things. And I wanted to mention the um, Debbie Millman podcast that you did. It's fantastic. And you talk a bit more about uh, your, your time with Paul Rochelle on that one. Um, but I also wanted to ask about uh, challenges and, uh, and the fact that I've just got this job, which has been a, a new challenge. And it's actually made me realise um, what, what working in the design industry is and work, work like being an actual designer, like I say, working in the industry rather than just on posting stuff on Instagram. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, then you make me feel bad. You'll get there. You'll be in there really soon. One day, so. yeah. Post COVID. Before you know it. So. Also, it, yeah. I mean, that's another topic to talk about. But um, but yeah, getting like the Rolling Stone stuff magazine. Um, I wanted to chat with you about because that is huge. <laughs> and how, that's how like would you go a around whole doing that now? chunk of my adult life my young adult life yeah. was spent there uh from 25 to 40 so wow. yeah i pretty much grew up at rolling stone so and uh worked with fred woodward and if he were still there an art director i'd probably still be there working with him because i just i loved working with him so much and um the thing that that, that we did uh the thousand hours that Malcolm Gladwell talks about, the 10,000 hours rather, yeah. is really true, those 10,000 hours. And I put that in at Rolling Stone. You know, we worked a lot. Um, and you just did it. You did it because you loved it. You did it because it's just what you did. And everything took longer, of course, than it does now. So there was that. But it was such a learning experience. And when I look back, I see that when I was there, it was just like, that's what I did. So he didn't really think about it that hard, but I was there at such an important time for the magazine and, and magazine design. Uh, I was there mostly through a period of good budgets and uh, a, a love of what we were doing by the design community and the support from uh from our our editors and from the publisher from Jan Wenner uh and again the budgets so that we had the real estate to do good to do fun expansive stuff with the pages um and working for Fred someone who was an equal player and not in in any way a secondary role as art director he was coming up with story ideas writing headlines design so he he was an equal partner and i learned there and i'd learned before when i was at the boston globe with lynn staley that the art directors can be a powerful position and not just like make it look cool so but working with fred for all those years it's just like well of course that's what you know that's what we do uh and he had very high standards uh but he wasn't critical of what we did once in a while, but you knew when he loved something because he'd open it up and put it on the floor in his office the week that it came out. And you're like, oh, okay. But he never, he never pitted us against each other. He never, you know, it just, it, it, it was a very sort of democratic way of working. And, and every now and then somebody would, you know, ride a wave of like weeks of doing really good stuff. And then you would, and you would hit a slump of doing really crappy stuff for a while, but like it was never like what the hell's going on with you, you know? Just we just kept doing it, you know. 
And so I can look at the best of it and say like, oh, we did all this amazing stuff. But I can also think of stuff that was like, oh, uh, not the stuff that you, you dig up. But it was such, such a great experience. And um, I learned so much about pop culture and music and divine and, and everything. And we knew when it was over, uh, when we were all sort of like, okay, like one more Britney Spears cover, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm too old for this now. And it was time to go and it was really hard because it was just like, <laughs> you know, what am I going to do now? Like there's nothing that's going to be as great as that, you know? And I felt like I've got to just do something totally different now because I cannot go to another magazine and think that I can recreate that experience. And uh, yeah, but that's, those are people that I still keep up with just now for the most part through social media and getting together every now and then and Fred, I still read a bunch of text and we text and chat and he retired. He's out in California and uh, yeah, we could, we definitely look back on that every now and then like no matter what else you do, everyone's always going to ask you about Rolling Stone because like we, it was just <laughs> such, it was just such a moment. You know, and then the economy started to tank and I was like, okay, time to go. So, how, yeah, how things were good. I mean, I almost, I'm almost worried that, that, um, like get, getting to, getting to be in a company that you absolutely love working for and then and leaving, I'm always worried that's going to happen to me a little bit now because it's, I mean, I know that sounds, that might sound like really bad as in like, it might sound really arrogant of me just to, just to think that, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm not comparing our, our careers. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've fallen in love wherever I've been. You know, right. with with Rolling Stone for all those years, and then at Spaco, that was eight or nine years. Like I, when I'm there, like I'm dug in. You know, right, I'm, I'm right, staying, right. and this is what, this is my little world for now. And then you kind of know, like, okay, I think it's over. You know, it's knowing when to move on, which I've never really done properly. I've always sort of outstayed my welcome a little bit and it's like, yeah, I should, like, I should have just call it a day now instead of like, Aww. but so you'll learn that, which will be a good lesson for you. Not to, not to like hang in there. Like, oh, time to go. Time to go. Next experience. And every, like do different things. And that's been good for me is that not from magazine to magazine to magazine, but from that to the theater stuff. And now um, to the school stuff, it's like, sort of like wipe the slate clean and then yeah. do something else so that you're just like, oh, you know, just these huge challenges every decade or so. Yeah. Uh, but then you see why people do the exact same thing straight through because it's so much easier. Yeah, more comfortable, and, I suppose. Oh my goodness, yeah. Because the, the challenge of starting out in what feels like a whole new industry where everybody's like, who are you again? You know, I felt that going to the theater stuff at Spot after you know, riding high at Rolling Stone. It's like, so who, who are you? <laughs> People used to know who I was. And then, you know, then you find this new community and then you move on again later. But yeah, keep keep challenging yourself. It keeps your work fresh too. So. I, I wonder, I'm wondering if like young designers these days, I mean, probably myself, uh, are a bit, as uh, Paula Shirt said, yes, yes, we are uh, arrogant to this question, or a bit sort of loud. Um, and some sometimes we need to be as well. But uh, because I've got this podcast and we're, and we're doing this podcast and we're voicing our opinion and talking like we know everything, I'm wondering if that's ever going to hinder us. 
I wonder, I wonder if like in t- 50 years time we'll turn around and think, oh, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. It'll be your little time capsule. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, no. And you do not sound like you know everything. You seem quite humble. Okay. So it sounds like you do your homework and all that. So, yeah. Okay. That's good. Yes. Um, no, don't, e- don't <laughs> even think twice about that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, I know it's expensive, but when the world opens up again, keep coming to conferences and meeting people and doing that. Cause it's one thing to meet on zoom, but it's another thing to yeah. like, you know, yeah. go to stuff and go to parts of the country or parts of the world. That, and that's know. definitely half of what I love about design is the community. So I wouldn't ever want to give that up because I think the way that people can collaborate together and help uh, critique each other's work and give advice. I, I think the design community can be some of the friendliest people in industry in general. Well, I'm not sure about that. But perhaps that's me being naive. Give you, give you a couple of years and then you may change your mind about that. But, but the yeah, all things considered. Contact with yes. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There, yeah, there, there are people who are really generous. And mm. like you said before, like you reach out to them and they say yes. Like yeah. you think like, oh, I could never reach out to Paula. She's never, Paula's like, okay, sure. So yeah, people are surprisingly generous. So, and people like her really want to pass it on and share. And so, yeah, ask, keep asking. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Um, I, what, one thing else I wanted to ask, how, how would you get the Rolling Stone job now? If, if you were doing this the whole journey again, but with the digital world that we have, how would you do it? You know, probably this, probably a very similar way. I mean, I, I reached out to him, uh, be- to Fred, because I'd uh, known of his work through an editor he'd worked with and I worked with. And I guess I would have emailed him, you know, in the same way that I called him back then, and that he happened to pick up in the evening because he hadn't been there long enough to know not to pick up the phone uh, in the evening. <laughs> Don't answer it. So it can never be good. And yeah, I would take the same chance, probably just in a different, a different form, but I had slides made of my work and sent it to him. I would have emailed him some links. So not, not differently at all, but it would have been about making that connection and then hoping to have the moment to chat. And to me, if you're contacting someone to really craft a nice note, that's, that's important. Um, And to spell their name properly. And that sounds really dumb, but it happens all the time that people spell your name wrong. And you're just like, really? So just stuff like that. And that you, when you're writing to them, I remember when I got in touch, it's like, here's, like, I have followed this, this, this of yours. Like, I knew stuff about him and that I was saying, I, I was saying that it was hugely influential to me. And so it wasn't just this, like, I want to work there. I work for you because I know who you are. So, you know, I actually really do. Like, I know your backstory here and I know what you've done. And I, I would like to, to work with you. Um, and I remember you also have to, you have to sort of be what I can learn, but also what I can, what I can give and what I can contribute uh, because often a person's like, oh, I don't have time to do this person. Even though you're going to be teaching them, 
you know, it seems self-serving in a way. So you want to, here's what I can contribute uh, to whatever it is. But yeah, I would have reached out in some other form. And again, that was luck. That is just luck that he picked up the phone that I followed through and actually sent the slides and, and, uh, you know, flew down after work to meet him and just, yeah. Yeah. I think you have to find, you have to find your way to cut through. Yeah. It's um, making your own luck as well, isn't it? Definitely creating your own opportunities. Totally. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that saying, making your own luck. Nothing ever mm-hmm. just gets handed to you. It's, there's no. always been something that you've done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, and then I remember when I met him, I thought, even if this doesn't happen, it's like, I like this man. Like, just like mental note here. Like, I want to work for him. And I was just like, yeah. this feels good. And I like him. And he didn't hire me right away and then called back a few months later and said he had a position in what I, you know, think about then. And I was so sort of dug in to what I was doing again. So I was like, okay, now I don't have to make a decision. Like, you know, I thought I had this colossal decision to make when we first met. Now you're going to hire me. So it was like, I totally overthought the whole thing when nothing happened. And so I was sort of relieved, you know, and went back to my life and, and then he calls like, uh-oh, like now I have like all this upheaval again. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I remembered, I said, like, you should do this. You should do this. And I was like, yes. So, and what I have been kicking myself now, years later, that changed the course of my life. You know, would I have been happy? Probably, but, but I would have just been kicking myself not to have taken that chance, you know? for less money than I was making, moving back home to my family. Just, yeah. So take a chance. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Make your own luck. So Definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good one. A question I really wanted to ask you about is I found it really interesting uh, reading up uh, about how you used to make magazines when you were younger. I, yeah, I'm sure you get asked about this all the time, but did you know right from that young age that like, this is what I want to do? Oh, yeah. I was like, I want to do it. Yep. I was like, who does this? How, how do I get to do this? And when I used to get Speck and 16 magazines, which were the teen magazines with the Jackson 5 and the Osmond Brothers and all that, they came from 745 Fifth Avenue. And I was like, that's where I want to work at this company. And the first office at Rolling Stone when I started was at 745 Fifth Avenue. And just like, what? Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't Speck or 16, but, uh, and then ironically... David Cassidy, uh, he was a big Partridge Family star back then when I was a kid, uh, as a young adult, came to the office at Rolling Stone. And I was just like, like my life, like if I die today, it's like, like a, you know, a teen favorite. And he, like at that point, like nobody knew who he was. And all of us, we were all probably about 25 or 26. And so anybody who was of a certain age knew who he was. And who, what he meant to us, and we were just like, <laughs> he's just like, he was loving it. And I was like, oh. I call my sister, David Cassidy sent me home. And I said, ah! so, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. What, at what, at what point was it that you realized that it was like the type and things like that that you were more inclined to work with? Because obviously, a lot of your work is very type orientated. And... I love storytelling. And getting to work with type first in, in headline form, uh, 
like that was like instant storytelling, big full page giant storytelling. Um, I like to write and I'd like to write more. Um, so yeah, I, I knew early on, I knew that I wanted to make magazines as a little kid. I wanted to design magazines. If I didn't even know what design was, but as I'd said in other things, there's a, a little book about careers in the commercial arts that I read in high school. Oh. Um, that was a, that was a, an SBA book, and my art teacher in high school said, "Oh, you should you should go there," uh, and so I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll go there." And uh, based on a poster that Paul Davis designed, what the heck is that? Oh, it's meeting time. Uh, yeah, I, I made really crazy choices just based on somebody saying you should do this, uh, and um, yeah, so type. Yeah, design came about from making little magazines and then drawing little headlines in it. And I'd draw big Michael Jackson headlines and big Donny Osmond headlines. And yeah, so it all all came together. Only thing is I don't have those magazines. Oh, okay. I have everything else. I have all kinds of crazy stuff. And I have my Jackson 5 scrapbook. I've got all kinds of nonsense. Where are my little magazines? So oh, okay. they're somewhere. You know what? That, that's something I'm thinking of like, in the future. I know it might be really weird to say, but keeping stuff that I first designed. Like, this is my first Keep ever. it, people. Keep it. This is the first thing I ever designed back in school. It's a packaging. And it's, this is crayon, like, crayon coloured in. It's a packaging for, uh, what was it? Like a. Oh, scent. So, um, aftershave. <laughs> uh, packaging. It's called Electric Blue. Uh, very sexy. Um, Aww. <laughs> it stands it. up stands up on its own and everything fancy fancy yeah, that's very that. fancy that was packaging design back in GCSE school work it's my terrible handwriting on the back got a, a barcode a little there. barcode on it too okay <laughs> it's solid look at you so there you go I'm keeping that it's supposed to have a bit of design but um Aww. but keeping stuff like that it's, it's good to look back on and realise how far you've come in such a sport, short, short space of time yeah, and then realize like that you didn't even know what it was you were doing. But exactly, yeah. We, I, I actually had this conversation with someone a couple of days ago um, on recording a different podcast um, about what was the first piece of design work that you ever did. And I kept thinking back, and I was like, oh, it must have been my own, my own first branding that I did. And then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, actually no, it was back when I designed my friend's tattoo for her. And then it was, oh no, it was greeting cards I used to make when I was at school. And then it was. Oh wait, no! It was all those drawings that I used to frame and give to my family members when I was in my teens. And you think back, and it's all those things that you didn't even realise were design. It was just you doing your thing, <laughs> and then yeah, but it's just you don't even ever remember not doing it. Yep. Well, don't throw it away, or yeah. tell your families not to throw it away, <laughs> or at least take a picture of it before you throw it away. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's important That's to it. remember. Yeah. Um. This has this has been a really a really nice conversation, and uh, due to time, unfortunately, has to wrap it up a little bit. But um, and I'm going back to my portfolio reviews. <sighs> hey, that's something that we're, we're we're thinking about doing on the podcast is getting people on to actually review portfolios. So uh, if, I don't I know you do it as a day job, but yeah, I was going to say I know you do it as a day job. But if if you if, if I would love to have you on the on and, and chat yeah, with sure. some younger yeah, designers. That'd be really yeah. um, but there's the last couple of questions that we ask people on the podcast. Uh, first of all, what's your, what's your best purchase under a hundred dollars? All birds. Wow, that's quick. 
all birds. I don't if know you what... guys don't know about these. Yeah. Really? No. These these sneakers, New Zealand. <laughs> no. New Zealand. Uh, Marina wool uh, or this Allbirds tree. Go online. Do they not have them in the UK? It's it's like a slip on, really comfortable shoe. Ninety five dollars. <laughs> I don't know what they are. And oh uh, yeah. Just Allbirds. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. Never uh -huh. heard of them before. Changed my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. They do, they do look comfy. You should look them up. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Just looking them up yeah, now. At first, you're like, eh, these are kind of plain. And then you put them on, you're like, oh, I'm I only do have a comfy these show. for the rest of my life. Yep. It's completely revolutionary. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> All that invaluable design advice, and then I'm going to remember the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the bit that you remember from the podcast buy the shoes. <laughs> yeah, we should end right now. Just end there because it's not going to get any better. So. Uh, well, these couple of questions, these these last two, three that we ask people, um, are real deep questions in a way. Um, you could look at them that way. But uh, first one is: Do you have any life advice for younger people, uh, non-design related? Oh, well, I guess the the advice from before of take a vacation, take a vacation, take a break, and you know what? Don't smoke. That's my big <laughs> advice. You'd be there if you smoke. Don't smoke. But so right. yeah, I've got like old people advice for you of don't smoke, but. Uh, and the uh, uh, the good manners thing uh, is huge. Yeah, you know, just there are so many moments that my jaw drops. That that you know, the sort of entitlement that you and your colleagues tend to have uh, really grates on us as old people. So the the good manners, uh, good manners police is here. We're here. Uh, your parents will be so happy, so proud. So yeah, yeah. I've only got yes. Advice that makes you makes you cringe. So it's good no, advice, though. Exactly, exactly. I think that's one thing that um, uh, a lot of young people. I see my sister, and I'm gonna have a go. And she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm gonna have a go. Um, she, she, uh, and that generation, I think, um, are so wrapped up in their phones. My mum. This is exactly where my mum puts it. It wraps up in their phones so they don't even look at the person when they're talking to them. No. And I've been I've caught myself a couple of times doing that. I've been really guilty of it. Or looking at your phone whilst having dinner with the family or, or stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm getting off right now. I am hanging up. Dinner with your family on the phone? No. <laughs> or uh, not, not, um, you know, not doing washing up or not like just simple stuff that would make parents' life easier. Um, I think that's... Uh, Think about the other person. I think that's what we're trying to say here. Think about the other person. And that's something we've all learned recently. So uh -huh. think about other people's opinions and, and thoughts about you. Yeah. So with that, um, what uh, what keeps you going? What makes you hungry to do the job you're doing? At this stage, um, you know, and again, it just it sounds so corny, but the, the ability to give back, at this stage is really important to me um, to be able to carve out room to create. Absolutely. And I, I'm still trying to balance that, you know, and I thought I'd have all this time this summer that now because of the pandemic is like, ah, but um, what keeps, yeah, the, what keeps me going is now figuring out, how to help you guys uh, 
get out there and into the world, um, that that's become immensely challenging in these last months. In my first year as chair, I thought, you know, what can I do? And then this stuff happens and it got 10 times worse. So that is on my mind constantly and uh, it's really intriguing. And I feel like we're gonna come out the other side of this, you know, and we'll be okay, but different, but it's, it's navigating that now. Um, and and other and other things that keep me going really family right now um that i'm my siblings and i lost we lost our folks a couple years ago pretty close to each other they were quite elderly and ill and um you know so it's a new generation that's sort of the elders now of the family and we're like really us (laughs) but you know, that time with the little ones growing up and the bigger ones in high school and college and, and all that, that's the family stuff is really important. And don't, in your quest for doing amazing work and all that, don't, don't lose sight of that, how important family is, you know? Yeah, I think that's really and, important. Yeah. Especially all of us trying to be workaholics while we're like doing so much to try and break into the industry. I think it is it's definitely something that I I struggle with balancing the the really important stuff and remembering remembering that it is important. Yeah, because for you guys, it's really hard to kind of force yourself to look up and because you just you got your eye on the prize there and and you're you're working hard. But look up every now and then and be appreciative of of your your family and friends because that stuff is is really important, you know. And they'll be there to support you. Uh, during the moments when you're a little wobbly here and there, you know? Uh, so, so be there for them. So. Lovely. Very, very lovely. Yeah. It's really um, advice. The last question is on a similar note. How do you want to be remembered? <gasps> is something happening to me? <laughs> is there something you don't know? Is there something you're not telling me? <laughs> uh, huh. Well, um, I would like to be remembered as somebody who pushed things ahead a little bit, particularly for people of color. Um, so that's that's important. And right now is like even more important with everything falling apart here. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to be remembered as someone who did good work, but more importantly, who who sort of balance it out and paid it back and paid it forward um, in hopefully a greater way than the work that I did. So, Good answer. Yeah. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. It's it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Let me know about the portfolio reviews. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) We will. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) We've got that covered. Uh, You already got five emails about it. I'll be back in here, yeah. Uh, no, that's, really, that's really generous of you so um yeah we'll be in touch but uh yeah fantastic where can people find you um and say hello to you uh or, or do you use social media well i do have an instagram account uh although i don't ever post really but it's at uh it's gaily curl is okay. the, the handle so we'll, we'll put it down in the description as well yeah yeah but it's yeah, the same I, as your website I, isn't it pardon the same as your website yeah which yeah. has never been updated so yeah, 
one day, one day. So, yeah. Brilliant. Amazing. Right. It's been it's been fantastic. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, it's been really oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank All you. right, good luck. They'll, you're going to get a job. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> thank doing you. the right things, you know? So you're, you'll be fine. Yeah, I hope, I hope you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I am. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'll talk to you guys. There you go. Thank you very much. It's been good. See you later. <laughs> really great to speak to you. Bye. Amazing. That's really good. She's really Amazing. friendly. I liked her. Really, really good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's some really good advice in there. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Uh, it was a good one, Millie. Uh, did you enjoy it? How, how did you find it? And what sort of things do you take away from the show? Yeah, I thought it was really, really helpful to speak to Gail about her experience with working with young designers and what she thinks of us and how we can make a better impression, but also sort of come to the realisation that the things that we may think are important aren't so much, especially when it comes to things like social media, which mm -hmm. a lot of us do place such a heavy importance on. 100%, 100%. That's uh, definitely something that I've learned this week. And um, I'm, I'm really proud to have this conversation on the podcast as well, because I don't think uh, many people are realizing this and, um, and expressing feelings as we go through our design careers. So yeah, definitely a cool place to share it. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you want to check out the other uh, episodes of the podcast, please go over to creativewaffle.club uh, where we've got all of the show notes as well and links to Gail's stuff um, alongside some key points from this podcast in written up form. Uh, thank you very much for listening. See you next week for another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Cool. <laughs> cool.